get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky And welcome into the DNVR Masters Podcast, opening day podcast. Just kidding. Welcome into the DNVR Broncos Podcast Draft Edition. We're three weeks out from the draft, and I am joined by Andre, Dr. Dre Simone. He's not only the Dr. Dre because he spits out mad lyrics he's not only the doctor because he's a doctor of dnvr but he is our draft doctor that's here to drop some knowledge give us everything we need to know about this wow miserable draft since we have to wait until round three in order to get the picks yeah a bit a bit and how will we handle every pick that occurs in the previous two rounds that would have been the broncos pick that Mm, was traded for us you know, do we dwell on that or oh, do we just man. say, oh, yeah, whatever? Ah, uh, see, Ryan was trying to sell that last week that he's just going to be like, nope, it's all gone. But, but man, when Will Anderson's taken at number five or the Seahawks take a quarterback or Bryce Young falls to five or something like yeah. that, it's going to hurt the heart. It's going to hurt the soul. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a toughie. It's a toughie. It felt easier when the ninth pick went by us last year because we were all in on Russ. Yep, there was only hope. It's like, oh, who was it, Charles Cross? Yep. Uh, It's like a tackle or Russell Russell Wilson, easy. All day, all day. (laughs) We've been through the Charles Cross (laughs) thing before. Like, oh, you know, dwelling on, should we take and pick it there at that pick or Malik Willis? Like, thank God we weren't in that situation. This year, (laughs) Oh, you're right. So the draft... While it doesn't start for the Broncos until three weeks from tomorrow, Crazy. it starts Crazy. in our hearts and souls three weeks from today. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, and Dre, you're not only the doctor of the draft, you're the doctor of bets. And if you want to follow mm. his advice, check out our presenting mm. sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR over on UFC 287 this weekend, where if you bet $5, they're going to give you $150 in bonus bets if the fighter you choose wins. So check him out. Use that code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's been a while since I've had you on. I'm so pumped for the show. When was the last time? I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, now Ryan and Henry just thinking they can take time off yeah, now that it's kind of the off about? season. Henry's back home in Bozeman. He's a mm. Bozeman guy, right? That's he, all I hear about is Bozeman, Bozeman. That's all he you tweeted hear about. out something about Missoula. Yes, I almost yeah. corrected his yeah. tweet and was like, "I think you mean Bozeman." <laughs> um, um, he is from there, but he's actually <laughs> on a beach right now. He went down to San Diego, what? and I well, I know he's on a beach, and I don't think they have those in in Missoula. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. I've been covering for Jake on Buffs because he's in Hawaii. Oh my, my guy's goodness. in San Diego <laughs> on the beach. What is going wow. on? I mean, they're just living the life. Dude, last summer you guys all went to Italy. I did as well. <laughs> and uh, this spring feels like a beach spring. You, you know? doing Italy again? 
Might be off the table. Might be off the Might table. Might be off the table. Okay. You know, we've got some important trips, including mm. uh, someone's, uh, someone's big day. That's true. Someone's yep. Couple, a couple of months away from that. Uh, and we're only a couple of weeks away from the draft. I'm so pumped for this show because there's less of an importance on this draft. Even the Broncos, I mean, would have to admit that. There's less of an importance on this draft because they don't have a first-round pick. Yeah. They don't have a second-round pick. This draft, even if they had a first and second-round pick, the prep and the talk in Broncos country would have been pushed back a little bit just because mm -hmm. they hired Sean Payton. Uh, they had the busiest free agency of any team in the NFL. So there yeah. were so many other things that we had to focus on. Literally, this week is the first time where it feels like it's the true offseason, and it's like, okay, what's next? The draft is next. Let's start focusing on the draft, and there's no better person to have on than you because, Dre, you know the draft left and right. You were throwing some prospects my way earlier today, and I'm thinking in my head, shit, I don't know any <laughs> of these guys, so I need to learn up, and I'm sure a bunch of people tuning in need to know as well. And really quick, hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in. We're going early today because of Rockies opening day. Dre is yes, rocking yes. the Rockies. Uh, and so drop a like as Miles the mascot is saying on our screen. We'd really appreciate Ooh, Miles, it. Miles, what a great endorsement. So Dre, let's kind of, let's start broad picture and then kind of narrow in on positions, Broncos, uh, 68, 67 picks, and then quarterback talk later in the third. But first, what does this draft look like? Where are the strengths? Where are the weaknesses? Man, what an, an interesting class and maybe a good class to not have all those picks because it's not the strongest draft we've seen over the last five years, okay. both lacking true elite prospects up top. Mm -hmm. And I know you're a Bama guy. We yep. love us some Bryce Young. Yep. We love us yep. some Will Anderson. Yep. Bryce is super duper small. All time small. What's wrong with small, Dre? Nothing. We are we are <laughs> tiny kings ourselves. There's nothing wrong. But as we know, when you're when you are smaller sized, it decreases your margins. Yep. You're a little banged up on your lower half yeah. by week 15. Harder to move around, find those throwing lanes, you know, because you're not tall. You can't see over it. So yep. Will Anderson, great prospect, super safe. Is he a Bosa, Miles Garrett, elite pass rusher? Oh, I think it's borderline. So, man, he's got that Von Miller jump, though. Mm, he does. <laughs> he does bigger. Probably better yeah. against the run, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, I like Will and, you know, I like CJ Stroud. But as far as super duper elite we're lacking a bit. And as far as true depth in top 100 picks, you know, so those are guys you would select on the first two days. And those are guys, forget where you draft them, but who really project as future starters in my mind. Okay. Usually a class averages of between 105 to 150 and 120 guys in that range. Okay. So even the early fourth can be very uh, fruitful. This year, I doubt we get to 90. Dang. So it's week up top, week in the middle. Yep. Right. And that's the, I mean, that's the meat of most drafts is the middle. And we are lacking there. Surprisingly high number of first round grades for me. Did mm. not expect that going into this. Mm. And it's an intriguing draft in there's a lot of depth and upside developmental prospects in a lot of the premium positions okay quarterback of course yep. you know it's we, we could see five in the first yep. round that yep. that's that's better than most years yeah um offensive tackle i think i'm not sure why the hype hasn't really picked up but this offensive tackle class 
has a ton of upside. Really, really good class. You're speaking my language. Yeah, big O big O line guy over here. And then, you know, edge cornerback. So all those positions wow. that have been propped up in this modern football era because you gotta protect the passer, you gotta rush the yeah. passer, and you gotta cover wide receiver as well. Have depth and have upside, even though maybe it's not a lot of guys who I can put my stamp of approval on as like, hey, he's got a top hundred grade. It's like Man, he's got upside. He's got so that's where we're at. Week up top, week in the middle. Yep. But it saves itself. I wouldn't be surprised if four years from now we look back and we say, man, some of those high upside guys at premium positions mm. did hit. And this turned out to be a better draft class than we maybe prognosticated going in. And those high upside guys could be in the first round, but probably more so in the middle rounds because they're high upside, more question marks. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Broncos could hit on those guys. For sure. And I think it's a nice spot to be in in the early 60s to see who or mid 60s who drops in there. You my, know. my goodness. So you buy in to the wild statement that George Payton said at the Combine. He said something like, it's not verbatim, but I, I kid you not. He said, like, we're in the sweet spot, or no, the sweet spot of the draft is the first five picks in the third round. And uh, what a guy. I was like, oh, okay. And then I, you know, a couple of minutes later, I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's the Broncos have two picks in the first five picks of the third round. These just got to be feeding me bullshit, right? I mean, but. The way you're saying it, like, and, and, and uh, George is a very straight-up guy, but it just sounded, like, ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'd rather have the two the two picks in the top third round than a first-round pick anyways. Now, <laughs> right, he didn't say right, it like that, right. obviously, but uh, that's kind of how I interpret it. It was like, come on, dude, you're selling me something uh -huh. that's impossible to sell. But there's some truth behind it. That seems... Maybe a smidge too specific <laughs> for, my, uh, for my liking. But no, you're right. I do see this as like, I'm going to rattle off some names at some point on this episode. And I think of those guys, I tried to shoot for the stars a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, guys, I have a second round grade on. But yep. I think, you know, in a group of like 12 to 15 that I've got in mind, at least... Five to six should drop, you yeah. know, and that's that's value in the early 60s. Yeah. I also think with a larger number of first round grades for me than a typical year and given Sean Payton's history, I wouldn't su be surprised to see those two picks maybe packaged to try and move up in the early second yep. where one of those guys is still available. Yep. Yep. So you mentioned quarterback, cornerback, edge rusher and tackle especially not necessarily uh, there's great starters like day one starters in that, but high upside. When I look at the Broncos needs, that just, that fits almost perfectly. The Broncos yep. aren't looking for a day one starter at yes. quarterback in yes. the draft. They're simply not developmental guy. Absolutely. That could be the right. case. So boom, that fits perfectly there. Offensive tackle, Garrett Bowles and Mike McGlinchey, they're making $30 yep. million, combined yep. $30 million this year. You're not looking for a starter, but, you can save like $15 million by moving on from Garrett Bowles next year. Broncos haven't drafted a tackle since Garrett Bowles. I know. The ability to get depth, get your swing tackle exactly. there. Exactly. And a guy that could come in and fill in for Bowles after this year. I love that. That that that's perfect. It's that it's not the Bulls draft where it's like at 20, we all knew there's one starter that we really don't even have a 
a plausible option at. Right. You're going to have to draft that starter at 20, and right. you drafted Garrett Bowles over Ryan Ramchick. It was going to be one of those two guys. Yep. This year, you're not doing that. You're kind of like the guys you've got now penciled in on the depth chart is who you're going to have penciled in to start yep. the season week one, but you want to add depth and competition to some of those spots where you're maybe – you know, it's a it's a lighter pencil. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, and, and and notably, Cam Fleming played very well for the Broncos last year coming in. Broncos have not re-signed him. Uh, Billy Turner, Broncos have not re-signed him. Mm-hmm. Not interested in re-signing him. Calvin Anderson, he went and signed with the New England Patriots. I mean, yeah, sh- maybe we should be quiet <laughs> on that one. But that's those are your three guys that were on your roster for depth for starting yep. purposes yep. at tackle last year, and you pretty much said peace out. We don't we don't need you. So the Broncos, in terms of depth at tackle, they they need a ton of Tom Compton, not here anymore. I mean, every single guy, see ya, we don't want you. And they didn't sign any notable guys in free agency outside mm-hmm. of obviously Mike McGlinchey to, to be a, a backup swing tackle. So that's actually a, a very pressing need that they have going into the draft. Now it's not right. really pressing right. exactly. because it's not a starter, but in terms of the backup, that's certainly one there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean even like Who's your weakest starter right now? Cushenberry, Damari Mathis. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, whoever takes over for Kareem Jackson at safety. Right. You're not going to find a guy who I'm like, hey, week one, this is an upgrade. But by week 10, maybe. Yeah, it, it's very true. You mentioned Damari Mathis. You mentioned cornerback mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, a lot of people think that the Broncos' biggest need on defense is cornerback, whether yeah. it's to compete with Damari, take over for Damari, just be a really solid backup yep. for Damari, or honestly just have two options, whether exactly. it's Damari exactly. or someone else, exactly. because I really like Damari's high upside. Yeah, We've seen corners, especially in Denver, come in and play good as a rookie and then drop off after that. So that's one spot, and that. Fits in perfectly with what you said about cornerback being strong there. And then edge. The Broncos' edge might be the weirdest position. I know. Because they have... I love the room. Right. Yes. Who are my starters? It's like you wish you could... Can, but you wish you could give uh, Nick Nick Benito and Randy Gregory, combine those two. Yeah, uh, you right, wish you could combine right. Jonathan yep. Cooper uh, and Baron Browning. Oh, and then perfect. like you're like, wow, we're sitting great yeah, now. Yeah, he yeah. needs one backup. But <laughs> right. it's just... It's an awkward place to be because your starters in Baron Browning and Nick or in in Randy Gregory both missed time last year. Mm-hmm. How much can you count on Nick Benito right. to be a guy? So right. I mean, just hearing that there's depth there in cornerback, it honestly fits almost perfectly with the it, Broncos. It really does, especially at corner where I think for years and years and years it's like, holy cow, this wide receiver class is so deep. How are NFL teams going to keep up with the cornerbacks right. because like at a certain point there's just so much more talent on this side of the field than there is here. This is that cornerback class that brings a little more balance because it was just stunning this class was just like, "Oh my god, I love this guy. I love this guy." I love, you know, and they're all far yeah. from perfect, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys you like who are like, "Man, there's a lot of traits here to be at least a third starter on an NFL team and yep. have a long career. Yeah, and then traits is something that could potentially develop into something even better. Yeah. And let's get into some names, Dre. Okay. First, though, this oh. is a time to be alive in Denver. We've got the draft in three weeks. Yes, Opening yes. day today, 
Come join us at the Ice, Ice House, House today. Lodo, yep. Starting at what time? 11? 11. So, special new shirt release. You can buy right it. there. It's going to be incredible. Whole crew is going to be there. I'm heading over right after this. It's going to be a blast. Just soaking in the vibes in Lodo, you know. That's uh, calling sick this afternoon. You want to go? Yeah. Gonna gonna want to go to Lodo, yep. and then Dre. We've also got guaranteed Nuggets and Avs in the playoffs yes, this sir. year. Nuggets yes, clinch sir. the number one Let's seed. Go. Avs clinch a playoff berth and back to back nights. And if you want to watch the Nuggets and the Avs. Check out our friends over at Fubo TV, where they've got it set up. Over 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, which is so cool. And there's no contract, no cable, no hassle. And you get to start watching with a seven-day free trial immediately. They've got over 100 hours of cloud DVR storage included at no extra cost. And you can watch your local teams while traveling, which is such a nice upside. So uh, uh, scan the QR code on our screen or go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get 15% off by using that FuboTV.com slash DNVR. It really seems like this is the way the world is going and fubo seems to be the one that's you know on every smart tv right now already in it's established and this is the way to go so get 15 percent yep. off by going to fubo tv.com slash dnvr yeah the way to go and the beauty is you can test it out you don't like it boom yep boom. no contract though check it out and also great time to get out the house when the abs and nuggets aren't playing you know burn off a little steam with against the dnvr crew Yes. With your friends, Volo Sports has you covered. Sign up for events using code DMVR10. Spring, uh, you know, spring leagues all in action right now. They are the largest social sports company in the U.S. We at DMVR will be playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. Ryan wants us to do tryouts. Yeah, he, he wants it to be just the top six. And that's just because he's selfish and just wants to play. What a savage. I know, um, it is savage. Are you a good bowler? Um, you know, I would say I'm consistent. Nice. Yeah. That's, but maybe like a consistent probably right fall like tenth in, in our in our oh, company. Wow. Yeah, Dang. not not that good. Already handicapping yourself. <laughs> I over twenty years ago once bowled a turkey, which is three consecutive strikes. Wow. So I will forever have wow, that for impressive. me. Spring leads close April third. So get in. I see here kids play for free. Amazing. Boom. Spring sports include kickball, soccer, volleyball, softball, cornhole, bocce, basketball, pickleball, bowling, mini golf, flag football, and more. What an absolute blast. They have leagues throughout the city, including Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Inglewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield, and more. Use that code DMVR10. To save 10 bucks, check them out. Volo Sports, there's a QR code for you. Man, I mean, springtime, especially today, coming out of a little storm, it's the time to join these leagues. It is, because we're not all disciplined like you, a, a runner. <laughs> and uh, some of us just need some team sport excuse to stay active. Man, I love the team sport. So pumped yeah, for Volo. It's great. Uh, I'm also pumped to hear some names of people we should be watching for because Big name in, guy. in the draft... Um, you know, you're a draft guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a draft guy, but I prep myself enough for the draft to 
to know who the Broncos could target, what positions. I'm familiar with names like that. And it's a lot easier to do that when they have a first-round pick, when they have a second-round pick, because the second-round picks that you focus on are kind of the first-round guys that fall. But now we're not just focusing on second round. I mean, we're focusing on third round guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I need I need your help, Dre. Tell me some names that that we need to know. Okay, we're gonna kick it mainstream to start it off. I, love I think that. there's I love a that. couple little dream scenarios ah, which I love it. If the NFL NFLs yep. could plausibly drop to us. Yep. I mean, really quick, just about that. Last year, right? Was Malik Willis? No. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was Malik Willis draft. And it was like, this is a weak quarterback draft class, but it's the NFL. Uh, quarterbacks are still going to be gone. Three in the first round, probably. Right, right. And then, no, it was the fall of all falls. And so that's just, you know, if the NFL, NFL, well, it did last year in a, in a certain situation. Right. And you just never know. It's such a case-by-case basis, yeah. you know. Um, and one guy that stands out to me is Brian Branch of Alabama, yep. a guy who has more tackles for a loss last season for the Tide playing kind of in that nickel spot, then the overwhelming majority of top defensive linemen and edge rushers in this class. So <laughs> yeah. coming downhill, getting in the backfield, playmaker can play safety in the slot, was getting tried out at cornerback, still getting mocked in the late first, but ran slower than a lot of edge rushers and D linemen, four, five, eight, if the NFL NFLs, yep. Alabama, undersized, beast <laughs> coming downhill, Best playing close to the line of scrimmage sound like anyone? Because I think I just described Kareem Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Kareem yeah. ran f- far faster and played a lot more corner early on in his career. I think he's a younger version of what Kareem was later in his career, which to me was arguably the best version of his career. Um, also, Kareem may be at his best under Vance Joseph, which we'll be calling the defense. Now. Yeah, man. I, I just I love that because if... You want to fill a spot at safety. He could potentially do that. Uh, Kwan Williams is a hell of a player. Yes. He reminds me of Kwan a lot yep. when he's playing in that slot position. Yep. Kwan's only under contract for for this final year, uh, so a good backup to mm-hmm. him also could potentially just be your third corner, yep. uh, or I guess your your backup outside third corner. Just right. a, a do it all guy. The only thing that scares me about that, and I just have to stay true to what we've heard. Vance Joseph, not nothing against uh, my guy from yeah, from yeah. Alabama. Vance Joseph, one of the what what PHNX guys have told us time and time again is he does not know how to use <laughs> versatile the young guys. guys, and so that's what scares me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think if you're George Payton though, and and Sean Payton, you hire Vance Joseph and say we can't draft any versatile hybrid guys yeah. because he doesn't know how to use them like. They don't hire him <laughs> if they think that's the case. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think this takes him off their board. Just from an outside uh-huh. perspective, it makes me say, oh, man, I hope Vance can figure him out. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, you know, for one, I think it's easy to scapegoat Vance as the reason those top prospects didn't it's work true. out. It's true. And those hybrids were more that edge off-ball yep, linebacker. Yep, but yep. it is a good point to make. I hadn't thought of that. Um so, but there you go. You knew that name. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. I not, love it. I love it. Um, Adetomiwa Adebaware, defensive lineman, Beautiful. Northwestern. I actually saw the chat mention him already. Boom. You guys know what you're talking about. Probably a pipe dream as well. 
So we're, we'll we do a little good news, bad news here, okay. right? I like why that. could he be available yep. at sixty-seven? Yep. And why would I love for him to be available? Yep. Why could be available? Northwestern, not extremely productive. Very, nope. very few stats. Why he could go high? He ran a four-four nine at two hundred and seventy pounds. Watch the Dang. tape. Unlike so many of these guys with far better stats, play in, play out. He is making an impact, tilting the pocket, Love it. getting in the backfield a ton. Reminds me a little bit of Draymond Jones. Mm. My hope is, like a Draymond Jones, like a Zach Allen, like a Javon Hargraves, all guys who I add second-round grades or higher, all drop to the third. Yep. And he's a bit of a, I think, a 4-3 front. They'd try him at defensive end. 3-4, I like him in that five technique. I think he's perfect for that three-man defensive end right yep. here. Yep. Uh, playing opposite Zach Allen, who's more length yep. and strength. He's more that athletic penetrator disruptor, developmental guy, only 21. Mm. Saw a great scouting report on the draft network that said if this guy was a Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State player, we'd be talking about him in the top 20 picks. And I thought, yeah, that's his profile's Tavon Walker, really. Mm, First overall yes. pick a year ago. Yeah. But it's like, ah, he doesn't have much production, but who cares? It's at Georgia. They've got like 20 first-rounders right, right, on that right, line. Right. Northwestern, it doesn't pop like that. No. Um, and also, he's probably getting a lot more attention from opposing offenses because he's at Northwestern right. and doesn't have so right. many play, playmakers surrounding him to open up uh, potential plays for him. Exactly. So I'm very intrigued by him. I don't know. There's maybe like a 30% chance, but crazier things have happened. It you know? is in that actually safety, just depending on how the team views Caden Stearns. I'm very high on Caden Stearns. Same. Um, I mean, when he plays, he's just so efficient and good. Uh, so, but safety could be one. You can make an argument that there's a hole at safety right now, but then defensive line, Dre, you're, you're not going with Zach Allen, DJ Jones and Mike Purcell, DJ Jones and Mike Purcell kind of overlap in terms mm -hmm. of just that the, they're more of the the inside guys. Like, in certain situations, you can have DJ Jones at the end and Mike Purcell when you want yeah. a bigger lineup so I, that you can do that. But that's not your every down lineup. You need another defensive end right now. You let Deshaun Williams go. Obviously, you flipped Draymond Jones for Zach Allen. Is this, is he, could he start day one? I think he could. He could at least give you strong rotational snaps. To where, like, eh, he's not a starter, but, like, he's basically a half starter. Because that that position's open. You know, any mm -hmm. he did develop at the end of last year, but it, are you comfortable saying he's a day one starter? No. So maybe right, maybe you right. bring him in and those two compete for it, and then you have another good backup rotational right. guy. Yeah, and we didn't get to the weaknesses of this draft. Interior defensive line has been so weak over the last few years. I actually think this class is better, but that's not to say it's a strength. Like, it's kind of... Right. Right. So a it's guy fine. like this dropping to you would be yeah. like absolute gold. Okay. More realistic targets. Clark Phillips, the third cornerback out of Utah. Yep. Absolute dog. Yep. Um, Darren Williams, the late great Darren Williams playing opposite champ Bailey as a corner before he left us is the mold of corner I've always thought was perfect to play opposite champ. Mm. Because you're going to get tight. You don't want another shutdown cornerback. Like, quarterback, the quarterback's going to have to throw it to someone. Uh, right. And opposite champ Bailey, opposite PS2, 
you're going to get targeted in the double digits every yep. single game. Yep. So you got to be a dog, man. You got to have a short memory. Mm. You got to compete on every single snap. And yeah, you're going to give some up, but you're going to get them back as well. That is Clark Phillips the third mm. out of Utah, a guy who super physical. He's undersized, did not test well. I think he's very likely to be here, even though to me he's much closer to being a first-rounder. Loaded cornerback class. Everyone ran a 4-3, so he's not going to be selected high like those other guys. And in the NFL might be more of a slot. Now, it's all relative. Like Jordan Addison against USC, one of the top wide receivers in yeah. the country, he locked him down on the outside. And mm. if you were playing, say, the Super Bowl Rams from two years ago, well, I wouldn't want Clark Phillips in the slot covering Cooper Cup. I'd much rather take my chances against Odell Beckham, right. who's 5'11", his same size. Clark Phillips, dude that I absolutely Man. love. Man, I so many similarities with Darren Williams. And, and I love how you broke it down. You do want that playmaker there. And then also, you have Justin Simmons over top. Yep. So when yep. he does get beat, especially as he's young and he's developing, mm -hmm. you have a great safety net there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Pat uh, struggled with was getting interceptions because teams didn't yep. throw to him. Yep. Teams throwing to the opposite corner is not going to be an issue. So yeah. you do want someone with ball skills. I'd love that. One of the few guys I'd say I kind of feel like he would be an upgrade on Mathis. Mm, and you can get that in the third? Yeah. I'd be intrigued. Also, you have a GM who's literally addicted to drafting cornerbacks. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's got that going He needs his it. fix, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, you want your developmental offensive tackle? Yep. I have Jalen Duncan out of Maryland for mm. you. Mixed bag on tape sometimes, pass protecting for Tua's younger brother, but he is that classic dancing bear, super athletic, has the length, really good in pass pro. You develop him. We've seen Sean Payton have a history of developing yep. high-end pass protectors. And because he hasn't been super consistent, because he didn't test out of this world, he tested well, not out of this yep. world, and he's not one of those top guys, I think there is a chance he could be around at 67. Man, I like that. And 6'6", 300 pounds. He's got the physical abilities that 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 you need, especially potentially to left tackle after this yes, coming year. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So long-term potential to be that left tackle. Uh, you ready for some edges? Yes. Will McDonald, the fourth edge rusher out of Iowa State. Why would he be around? Played out of position as a five-technique over six foot tall, 238 pounds at the combine. You have him playing as a five technique. Whoa. No sorry, Bob. That's that a bad about? idea. Big 12 offensive lines picked on him. They said he's yeah. the best pass rusher. We're going to double team you. I'm not saying he was getting pushed out the way against the run five yards. I'm saying he was getting pushed downfield about 10 to 15 and then east-west another five to 10. Like he was getting wiped off the field. But if they lined him up wide where he needs to right, be, right. impact just about every single time. Absurd senior bowl. Only guy who could beat Darnell Wright, mm, Tennessee's right tackle, who yep. did a really good job against Will Anderson this year. Length for days. Tested really well. He's got that the best edge rushers. It's like Houdini, where it's like I blinked, and it's like, how do you go from <laughs> you know facing the tackle to past him? And he's just got that dip and agility. His three cone for a guy as long as he is uh, was absurd. Arms for days older, 24 years old, okay. loaded class. 
And, you know, a guy like that might just be a good backup to Randy Gregory. He actually reminds me of Randy Gregory coming okay. out of Nebraska quite a bit in some ways. So there you go, but, Will McDonald. But undersized? Yeah, undersized, undersized. I think you want him to play at, like, 250. Yeah. You know, and I think he, he has to be a stand-up edge. Yep, I, that is crazy they had him inside. I know. Wow. That's the Big 12. You see a lot of, like, th- light three-man fronts. Because they're all playing three three fives because right. it's just you know right. w- widespread offenses that you got to defend. It, good luck to anyone two thirty five getting double teamed. Yeah, yeah, not good. Not good. <laughs> no toast. No. Yeah, lined up over tackle. Yeah, yep. that's a uh, bad news. Right <laughs> yes, there. it is. Who else? Do we have other names? We have a we have other names. Let's go to another name you might be familiar with: Derek Hall, an edge rusher out of Auburn. Yeah. I think not so much this past year's uh, Iron Bowl, but the one prior where Alabama's on the ropes about to lose. Bryce Young pulls a couple absurd drives out of his hat. But Derek Hall played very well against Evan Neal. Has had a very nice career at Auburn. He's got number 29, and sometimes he looks like a safety. That's how fast and well he moves in space. Yeah. Another guy who I'm sure ran faster than Brian Branch. I think he ran a 4-5-2. Um, and his best skill as an edge rusher is power. Played pretty well at the Senior Bowl. So, you know, he's just kind of flying under the radar. Production's yep. meh. Maybe the upside isn't super duper, but I just described a superb athlete. He's played well against top talent. And his best skill as a pass rusher is power when he's got that yeah. athleticism and speed. Yeah. Jeez, you could do a lot worse in the early third. You definitely could, and it balances out uh, what what the what the Broncos have kind of in that outside linebacker room. I'd like that a ton, Dre. Yeah. And you speak of power, and you speak of just you know pushing people. Uh, if car runs into you and you need help, call our friends over at Backus there and Shanker. Call two 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 two. Where Backus and Shanker helps you when honestly it's a pretty shitty time in your life uh because something so happened to you you need to turn to someone to help you not only are they, they going to help you but they're going to do it with the best care because dre unfortunately they've been through some of these similar things uh and similar accidents and similar tragedies uh, tragedies that a lot of their clients have been through as well we talked to kyle backus about it he has personal experience and if you want to get the best care and also win your case, call 222-2222. We're Bacchus and Shanker. You don't pay when they work on your case. You don't pay unless they win your case. You don't pay uh, to talk to them about your case. There's no upfront fees, no fees until they win your case for you. And speaking of winning, they've won over $1 billion for their clients uh, since they've been around. They have more than 30 lawyers, 100 people on staff. They are there for you, whether it's a car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian trucks. They're the they're there to help. Even if you're injured at work, call 222-2222 to see about your case at Backus and Shanker, and you can talk about their case for or your case for free. Nicely done. And tis the season. Yesterday was such a bummer with that snow. Yeah. When weather like that comes through in March and April in Colorado, I my brain can't comprehend that it's baseball season. <laughs> it's so true. So I'm so glad it's turned around. It's baseball season. It's Shady Ray season, yes. baby. It is Shady Ray season. I was so pissed when CHGO got this deal. 
because they don't see the sun for like most <laughs> of the year. True. We are in beautiful, sunny Denver. We need those shady rays at all times. Even when the snow is out, that glare from the snow is sometimes worse than the actual it's sun. Very true. And right now, shady rays, they hook you up with world-class sunglasses. I have four pairs myself. Love every single one more than the other. Wow. Um, and you get world-class sunglasses, just like your boy would have seen in all the fancy little shops in Milan, Italy, where I grew up. <laughs> Only these are already at a discounted price yep. because Shady Rays is an independent company. They're not tied to all these absurd high fashion prices, even though the product is of similar, if not better quality. And right now using that code DNVR50, um, yep. no, or just co code DNVR, you get 50% off That's when you it. buy two shades. So you buy two shades for the price of one on an already marked down product that is of the highest quality. And Shady Rays, they stand by their stuff so much, just like I do. If you don't love Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. You lose them, you break them, they'll take care of you, man. Um, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code DMVR for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it for yourself and uh, see why I love them so much. So there you go. Boom. I love it, Dre. Yeah. Let's throw our sunglasses on for some more prospects. Let's go. Yeah. Shady Ray's like getting a first round prospect in the third round, it's which really is what true. we've described it's thus really far. It's really true. Man, I really felt you when you were talking about the need for defensive linemen. Yeah. Jervon Dexter, senior defensive lineman, Florida, single digit game mm. wrecker. 280 plus pounds, runs a 4.8. Actually tested very similar to Brian Bercy, highly touted Clemson defensive tackle who likely will go in the first round. Mm. Dexter, however, stock is all over the place to where I think it's very realistic he'll be drafted in, in the 60s. And I think some people, if the Broncos drafted him, might even poo-poo the pick and say, oh gosh, mm. they, they picked on a high upside guy who was inconsistent. Boy, if you've watched Florida football over the last 20 years, aside from isolated pockets here and there, this is what they do. He reminds me a lot of Carlos Dunlap coming out of Florida. Yep. Inconsistent. He's got the measurables. He's got the talent. Can he put it all together? Boy, he had a really nice, amazing NFL career. Miami, Kalaus Campbell reminds me a lot of him as well. Jervon Dexter, a guy whose finesse and athleticism and power, more of a disruptor, pass rusher, Probably played his best football when lined up over center as a nose tackle. Mm. Zero or one technique yeah. in some ways reminds me of a longer and uh, you know more linear defensive lineman than to DJ Jones. Similar profile. He'd be an amazing guy to stick into that rotation for the Broncos. Man, I like that. And just having more disruption up front. Yeah. And as long as he's better than former Broncos pick from Florida, Jarvis Moss. Yeah, I think he'll be better than Jarvis. Poor Jarvis. Never yeah, worked out for no, him. No, never did. Had a buddy in college whose mom was in a bowling league with Jarvis and swore by him. Wow. Said he was a great kid. This yeah. just uh, came full circle with bowling <laughs> yes, leagues, yes. draft prospects. I was in driver's ed when the Broncos drafted Jarvis Moss. 
Oh wow! Did yeah. you almost crash? Uh, yeah. Thank goodness I was just in. Such uh, a draft I, I, was, guy. I was in the classroom learning. Oh, uh, you good, know, and got good. the text because there was no internet updates back then on the phone. Wow! No yeah. Twitter. Yeah, back then. I know. No Twitter. Incredible. Uh, who? Who else? Let's get into some. Uh, gosh, I feel like I've only said defensive prospects. What yes. am I doing? We need to upgrade this offense. Yes. How about two speedsters at wide receiver? Yep. First one, Marvin Mims, Oklahoma. Yeah. 5'11", 180, 21-year-old, super productive at Oklahoma, 1,000 yes, yards plus, Yeah, two back-to-back -back years uh, over 20 yards per reception. Huge. I could have described Jackson Smith and Jigba. I could have described yeah. Jordan Anderson. Yeah. I could have described Josh Downs. A lot of these guys who are going to be taken very high for some reason, Marvin Mims falling under the radar mm. would be a perfect guy for the Broncos to put in the slot, be some KJ Hamler insurance, KJ yep. Hamler upgrade yep. as that outside speedster like him a lot. Really unclear as to why he's not getting more hype because I, I think he's in that tier, but we see this, right? Like some, yeah. sometimes this yeah. just happens. Nathaniel Tank Dell Tank an ironic name because he's one of the <laughs> smallest prospects in the entire class. 5'9", 155. Might have checked in a little bigger than that. At the Senior Bowl, in a pretty weak wide receiver class where we saw uh, one-on-ones, cornerbacks do a lot better than we would see in previous years. Nathaniel Dell was unguardable. He's just loose, explosive, Back-to-back, uh, -back, thousand plus uh, receiving yard seasons at Houston with some really bad quarterback play. Yeah, he's got he's a he's just a jitterbug. He'll get open underneath anytime you want, especially if he's granted single coverage, which he will be on the Broncos receiving yep. um, core. And he's got the speed to take you over the top. Honestly, sixty-seven, sixty-eight might be a smidge rich. Yeah. But this is the NFL where guys like Elijah Moore are going for premium picks, you know, despite not showing anything. So, gosh, maybe Tank Dell um, going this high would not be um, out of the ordinary. Biggest concern with him, 23 and a half years old already. Okay. and Got to watch out for that in this class. We, we have some COVID eligibility guys true. who are older yep, for sure. Yep. I got some 25-year-olds in this yeah. draft too. I had to squeegee my eyes this morning when you sent me his name and I saw 155. Yeah. I couldn't believe I yeah. mean, some people are freaking out of guys being like 178 in this draft. 155, that's a guy where I could – definitely see falling a little bit further yep. than that just yep. because people are so scared of height just like you were talking about Bryce Young yes uh, no, not about height but about size that and but boy I that doesn't bother me because if you get the right guy and uh, you need KJ Hamler insurance and so mm -hmm. you need a burner whether it's him wet wet whether it's someone else but I just love that there's a couple of guys in this class and it's just Sean Payton has such a track record of finding undervalued skill positions and turning them into superstars Alvin Kamara Jimmy Graham Michael Thomas yep um you know and there's guys Willie Sneed guys who are more mid players but yeah. still came out of nowhere who he took right Tank Dell screams like, holy cow, give him to Sean Payton. Mm. He's going to do some special stuff with him. And that, that's what it's such a great point about Sean, because this isn't a guy that at 155 pounds, he's going to be playing 60 snaps a game. No, Sean's going to be able to find the right places, the right times right. and use him to his strengths and not just try to make him. OK, you're you're an ex receiver. Stay there for, for the entire game. Mm -hmm. 
Let's touch on some centers or at least competition on the interior offensive line yeah. since we haven't touched on offense or the O-line just yet. Olusegun Oluwatimi. Credit to me for saying prospects that I have a yeah, hard time pronouncing because I, wa I want to talk about these guys. I won't let their name or my struggles of hinder me. If they gave out an award for most valuable offensive lineman in college football, I think the Michigan Center would have won it this season. Huge and opening lanes for that Michigan running game. Screams, screams gap scheme, power, Sean Payton and what he's trying to build with Ben Powers, McGlinchey, and the rest of this yeah. offensive line. Also, have you guys talked at all about the Joe Brady, Sean Payton, Lloyd Cushenberry connection? No, haven't. Joe Brady, of course, hottest offensive coordinator yep. in all of football when he coordinates that amazing LSU, go Tigers, uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and their center... Lloyd Cushenberry, the yeah. leader of the team, the guy who was granted LSU's number 10 yep. as like the team's leader yep. is Lloyd Cushenberry. Well, Joe Brady, before going to LSU, uh, assistant under Sean Payton for several years. Mm, right. Could yep. that connection yep. maybe prove fruitful? I used to be a Cushenberry guy. Boy, it's been a tough stretch lately. It, it has been, but there there were reasons that you and and me and, and other people believed in Lloyd is because man, he has the mentals oh my uh, God, to, yes. to succeed in the NFL. Were there things he needed to improve on coming up? Yeah, sure, course, without a doubt. But man, from that center position, having the mental abilities is just such a big thing, and maybe that's also a reason why Sean Payton. Pretty much everyone's out in Denver on Lloyd Cushenberry, but that's yeah. why Sean Payton last week said, uh, no, Lloyd's our starting center right now. And he tested really well. He's got offensive tackle, like, length, arm length. So yeah. I, I just, yeah, we'll see. It's a great point. Steve Avia out of TCU, outstanding senior bowl. TCU's O-line, like, you know, look at the college football playoffs, a lot of talent on all four of those O-lines. Yeah. And Steve Avia was outstanding for TCU road grader, athletic, explosive. You know, those those big guys who are just explosive. They've got yep. those hips to blow you, um, to just pancake you and blow you off your spot. Steve Avia would be really nice. Speaking of connections with Sean Payton and TCU, you know what connection Sean Payton has with TCU? I know. His son is in the personnel department there. No way. So uh, I don't know if you know how close oh. you should be listening to uh, siblings or I guess family members, not siblings, Dude. sons. Uh, but maybe that catches his attention a little bit more on someone from TCU. That's the other thing I'm trying to adjust as I do the draft for a Sean Payton team is Sean Payton's that classic like final say in draft evaluations yep. where the scouts do a year of work and see things more similar to how I see them. Right. For example, George Payton's last couple drafts graded high for me because they lined up with my board quite a bit. Yep. Sean Payton's the classic guy who comes in, <laughs> grinds some tape for two months, yep. and overrides yep. a lot of yep. that. Oh, that's got to drive those guys oh. crazy. <laughs> I'm sure they're actually in the DMs of guys like you, right, like uh, right. slipping you info <laughs> to kind of try and throw them under the bus. And stuff like those connections go so far yeah like when like so true i think rutgers had like one of belichick's sons was an assistant they were just drafting yep. rutgers of course. guys of course. left and right yep. yeah <laughs> um 
Who is the who's the quarterback for TCU? Why can't Max? Max Duggan. Yeah. Yeah. Could he be on? He could be on watch. On He's a good runner. Yeah. He's a really good runner, in fact. Um, and a really intriguing guy. He only starts in his final year, but one of the few guys that comes off to checking off almost all of the Parcells rules. Oh, man. Quarterback Speaking list. of Sean. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but a pretty big Bill Parcells disciple. Those are senior, graduated, um, two-plus-year start. I actually think it's a three-year starter, so he doesn't. He doesn't have that, right. but it's a specific number of starts, and Duggan is right on the verge of okay. crossing that. Okay. And it's number of wins, which is where I think Duggan falls just a bit short. Okay. And he's got the completion percentage. He's intriguing, man. He's got a bit of a Peyton Manning later stages Ooh. of his career spiral to him. Okay. Okay. Not a compliment necessarily. Yeah, no, no, that would be feathery. <laughs> and yet there were probably you you watch that TCU um offense, there were plenty of long bombs that yeah. end up where they need to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, arm strength is a question, not elite size, but good size. And yeah, there were some stretches last year where, where he just took over with his legs, even though he's no yeah. one's ever going to compare him to Lamar Jackson. No, um, no. but boy, you take off and like, it's just he, smart timing. He's, he's got some things to him. Is he, he's a real quarterback though. He, he oh, wouldn't yeah, be yeah, yeah, the yeah. Sean Clifford, Taysom Hill type. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. What do you think of Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford is a classic guy who, like, going into the season, I'm like, man, look out for Sean Clifford. The yeah. guy's got some games. And when he first came in at Penn State, taking over for Will Levis, in fact. Beat him out, right? Yeah. 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 Um, really intrigued by him because he's got, he's got the size and running ability. It's like, man, he – and some flashes as a thrower, he figures this out. He does it consistently. Penn State's back. Like, this yeah. guy's going to be the guy. He never figured it out. He yeah. never got it done consistently. Yeah. But that's the Taysom Hill profile. Like, that's the, the shoot, I should have done my research on this. He drafted a kid, Fitzgerald, in the seventh out of Mississippi right. State. Yep, he yep, was, yep. like, the guy who came after Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. Right. Coached by Dan Mullen, Tebow's offensive coordinator, all the connections. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't great, right? He was just a big running quarterback, and right. they draft him in the seventh. Yep, yep. And Sean Clifford, probably better arm than Taysom Hill? Probably. Uh, probably. Maybe not. You didn't sound that confident. Uh, Taysom <laughs> was, like, 26 at BYU and had probably had fewer high-end flashes but more consistent arm talent okay okay but i mean we we just got to keep our eyes on someone like that yes and let's dive into quarterbacks more after i tell you about our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook let's use go. that code dnvr at DraftKings sportsbook to bet on ufc 287 this weekend and pick a fighter of your choice who you think is going to win and if place a five dollar bet and if they win you're going to get 150 dollars in bonus bets no better way to start off your account with bonus bets and then you can ride with dre and rk on the bet show using free money there's no better way to bet than with free money and over at DraftKings sportsbook and speaking of DraftKings, speaking of the draft 
You can bet on the draft at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's the way. With the Broncos not having a pick in the first round, that's a way to stay involved in the first round. That's always so much fun. I was doing that before I started covering the Broncos because it made the first round more interesting. And DraftKings, they're going to have it all. I mean, they already have a lot on the draft right now. But you you go the 24 hours, 48 hours before the draft to DraftKings, man, they are going to load you up. And you can be betting with bonus bets if you place that $5 bet on UFC 287 this weekend. So check them out. DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR. And, of course, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dre, who else do we need to know about? Quarterbacks? Yeah, let's do it. Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA. A playmaker. Playmaker, a guy who... I was just like, he's a good college quarterback. He's not a he's not a prospect. I'm not watching him as a prospect going into his final season. Isn't that at how kind of everyone was with him? Yeah, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it, it was just like oh, it, yeah. I, that because you tune into games, you'd you'd hear analysis, you'd watch him, and that's exactly how it felt. But then. Is it later in the season? It's like, no, he may be a mid-round pick, something like that. That arm just started to tick up, and he's making these throws on the run, and he's running really well, and UCLA was ranked for two years in a row and just got better and better under Chip Kelly. And it reminds me, and I hate to make this call. Oh, I love it. Reminds me so much of Jalen Hurts, his final, you know, his going from being... Such a run first quarterback at Alabama that he gets benched at half against Georgia in the natty because it's like we're down double digits. He just isn't the quarterback to get you out of that deficit to then go into Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. And a month in, I was like, dang, Jalen's doing some stuff like this is a legit quarterback prospect. Took a little longer to get there with DTR, and at, DTR doesn't have the physicality, right? Size to him. Uh, like Hertz was just an imposing runner, and you see it on the goal line stuff and what have you. What did he squat? Seven hundred pounds? Yeah, like ins- set the record in insane. Alabama. Right, right. Just stupid. <laughs> what are a we quarterback? doing? That's just nuts. <laughs> um, so that's where, and now I'm seeing people come around. Chris Sims, who's always lauded for yep. his quarterback yep. rankings and what have you. Friend of the program. Yes, absolutely. Um, he cuts more than me on this show. I, I, I could change that. I'd like to change that. <laughs> I am. My draft picks just haven't been that spicy, <laughs> I guess. So DTR, man, would be so intriguing. I just worry the hype's picked up enough to mm. where it's like... I don't know. Do you have to take him with one of those third round picks now? And at this point, I am a Stidham guy. So, you know, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And with Stidham, it does make the conversation about what you do at quarterback very interesting. The Broncos don't could, could not touch quarterback and uh, you'd feel fine about it because yep. Jared Stidham not only is probably very much the backup this year unless... They draft a guy in like the second round or something, but also he's you can sell him as your develop, developmental guy for this year. So you don't have to go get a quarterback. But if a quarterback that you like is there, you can absolutely pick him up. Just with with, with DTR, what does he project as? Like, what where is he? Is he just a developmental guy? Is he a Jalen Hurts guy where you think he's going to take over in a year or two? Uh, I think he's probably halfway in between those two. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, I think there's that developmental upside is certainly there. We might feel like instead of final month of his rookie year to halfway through his second season, maybe you move that back a year. Right. You know, um, where it's more like second half of his sophomore season or halfway through his third year. And, um, yeah, more of a, you know, more of a long shot. And it's beauty is going to be in the eye of the beholder with him. Yep. Yep. And that's one of the things you love about Sean Payton is he's worked with Drew Brees, obviously had tremendous amounts of success, Mm -hmm. made a Hall of Famer. He's also oddly been seeking out these now Taysom Hill guys. He was the inventor of the Taysom Hill, and he's always kind of been in. I feel like the the Seahawks got killed for this with Russell Wilson, understandably so. They would just, for many, many years, they would be checking in on first-round quarterbacks, doing their homework. Russ found out about yeah. it, got pissed about it, uh, and the Seahawks did that. The Saints did that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Even with Drew Brees, even like five years ago, when Drew Brees was still playing at an incredibly high level, they were still checking in on these rookies and doing their research. And so Sean Sean knows how to scout uh, young guys coming out of college. So, so similar to what Belichick and McDaniels, other side of that Parcells tree have been doing over the years. Yeah, it's very true. They're drafting Matt Castle and, yeah. you know, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. like and 10 Jared years Stidham. ago. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, and McDaniels is the guy who's, you know, they pick up Cam Newton and McDaniels when he's the head coach is drafting Tim Tebow. So yeah. they've always had this like running quarterback yeah. thing in yeah. their head too, which is crazy. I know. That so is wild. Parcellian, <laughs> you know, is, like yeah. at face value. Yeah. But, yeah. So is it, does that stem from the Belichick tree then? I really don't know. Wow. In, in a way, it's where the Shanahan trees move too. And That's there's like, true. yep, Trey Lance. Yeah. Th- and they're constantly seem like torn between, ah, do we lean into the running quarterback or right. do I like the Jimmy G, Matt Schaub, right. who can just. Get the job done. You yep, know? and and Kyle's just been like, well, give give me both. Yep. G- g- yep. Give me yep. everything, including a Brock Purdy. Um, and uh, <laughs> did, speaking of the 49ers, there was a report yesterday. I don't know who it came from, if it was legit at all, but they are apparently doing their research around Aaron Rodgers just in case the Jets can't get a deal done for him. That's the move, man. Yep, That's yep. The move. Or that could be, you know, coming from the Packers side, and it's to have the Jets give them what they want yeah. and putting some pressure on them. But, I mean, when's this guy going to be traded? I really don't know. I really don't know. Because Lamar post-draft makes a lot of yep, sense. it does. Especially for those teams with the top five, top oh, ten yeah, pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know either. It's weird. Feels like him not... Like, if Rodgers, by this point, had truly kind of put a line in the sand that, hey, this or these three teams are the only teams I'm going to, and, like, I want to be there to work out by the time rookie minicamps start. Right, right. This would be accelerated. Yep, yep. Yeah, you you would think so, definitely. Um, Any other quarterback names? Speaking of quarterbacks? Jake Hayner is very intriguing. The Fresno State kid, undersized... Maybe more of a poor man's Drew Brees than a, oh. a Taysom Hill, though I do think he's a bit more athletic. Um, and, yeah, undersized. And then if you want pure runner, Malik Cunningham out of Louisville 
would be, I don't know, an undrafted guy who'd be fun to see Sean cook with and give some snaps. Undersized. Sean seems to like the more uh, right. the big boys. Right, he can right. So he, uh, Lamar Jackson, more type yep. in terms of like a yes. smaller, exactly. fast speed guy, yep. not like just a plow up the middle. Yep. Um, Jalen Hurts, not built like Jalen Hurts, right. not built like Taysom Hill. Right. I don't think we can eliminate that type of player, though. Because I, I, I think, Sean, when we talk about a Taysom Hill, there's so many different areas you can take that. You yeah, can try to be yeah. the very traditional Taysom Hill, the quarterback background, um, the 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 all-around background, plus he's just bigger, going to get you the yards you need, can also play tight end, can also play fullback, uh, can also be as, as a halfback. But I think you can also look at it and say he just wants someone that brings a different element than the quarterback that he has right now. So let's say he had Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Maybe a, a Taysom Hill type is actually more so of just a pocket passer. I think he just likes to spice things up. And as we're going to see this year, whatever player you have, if, if you have a guy with one strength, he's going to see the field under Sean Payton, even if he's like Albert O. Albert O barely saw the field last year. That is criminal in Sean Payton's standpoint because what can Albert O do? He can get open. He, he can be a matchup nightmare. Can he block? No, right. Sean's not going to ask him to block. Sean's mm-hmm. going to ask him to do what he does well. And so that's something that we're going to see from everyone, but especially maybe that, that quarterback position. Yeah. Um, just in general, we're already seeing that making this roster bigger. Yeah. Just like big boys. This big is time. And that's another Parcellian way of seeing NFL football. NFL football is about big athletic dudes. That's the kind of team he's building. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, I mean, Clark Phillips aside, I tried to highlight kind of guys who filled that mold as well. You did. You, know? you threw us some uh, 6'6, 310 pound tackles. Uh, and speaking of the Broncos roster, there's nothing little about Lil Jordan Humphreys, who no. the Broncos signed. <laughs> He's no, a big he, boy. He, he, he is, a, is big boy. a big boy. Dre, any other guys you need to throw our way, or, or have we have we done a good job getting uh, getting our feet wet? Yep, we've. Uh, this is a good starter pack. For it is. Your, this for is your a fantastic. I'm gonna go back and listen to this because this is such a great starter pack. Just three weeks out from the draft, and before we get out of here. We've got a comment on the website that I want to hit coming in from our guy, The Count. He says, I still think that Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton gets dealt and we somehow get into the second, at which point we must look at center edge cornerback at two or three, but we have to take a best player available approach. Also, what's the over-under on how many mice sneak under Hank's door when he's on assignment? Love The Count. So did you hear about uh, Henry's new place? No. Oh, it's a nightmare, man. I didn't say that word when he was around here, but I feel bad for the kid. Uh, He he was saying that uh, a neighbor has mice problems and that his door to the outside is like a big gap underneath. So he said there were no mice when he moved in yesterday, but there may be a couple in there when he gets back. Such a simple solution, right, Zach? (laughs) What is it? You and I know the solution. We are cat guys. Yeah. Oh, Henry. Of course. How did I not? Also know? a cat yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, he's not, he's not trustworthy. We can't, we can't <laughs> trust him with the the life of another cute little fluffy animal. If we could, he would be a cat guy with so cats yeah. and mice or not. Those cats will take care of it. Yep, they will. In fact, at my old apartment building, it was three stories, had like twenty units. 
and no one knew that there was a little mice problem in the building until we moved in, got our second cat, and by the door, but by the door in our bedroom, there was just a, a little open space where like the floor didn't go yeah, all the way. Yeah. And uh, for about a week straight, one of our cats just would put just put his eyes right in there and just sit there for so long. We're like, what is going on here? Like he doesn't do this. And then sure enough, one night, um, my then girlfriend, who's not my fiance, uh, woke up in the middle of the night because our cat was just batting something around yeah, on the ground. Yeah. Woke up, there was a mice. Two days later, I was uh, doing some abs on the floor in the morning. He brought me uh, a mouse, yeah. and we're like, okay, there's an issue here. So, building got it all fixed, but that's how cats. They cats, do it. And you never had to deal with a live mouse. No. It's gross when they bring yeah. you the cadaver, but <laughs> yeah. that's how they program. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so I feel I feel a lot less bad when my cat does the job than when I have to do it. Of course. Because that's the circle of life there. Me, it feels a little bit wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's messed up. So yeah. there you go. A s the count? A second for those wide receivers? No, thank you. Oh, because... First or nothing. What about for Cortland? He's got 1,000-yard receiving Oh, okay, so you're on the same... He's, he's big. Look, fire up the combine numbers. He jumped out of the building? My, it's, it's very true. My last question for you about this to wrap this conversation up. In uh, 20 days, so one day before the draft starts, the Broncos trade Jerry Judy for... The 18th overall pick. Who jumps to your mind as that's the Broncos pick? The Broncos need to get that guy at 18-ish. What a well set line. 18 <laughs> is like I don't love it, but I yeah, I'm yeah, kind yeah. of about it. Yeah. Um, I think the Broncos are taking that deal if it's offered. I don't even know who 18 uh, is. Dude, I think I'd go corner with how things stack up. Okay. Um, and there, so you're you're getting a, a stud. Yeah, there might be some intrigue to find a direct replacement for Jerry, but um, I think offensive tackle and corner is where the value would lie. Guy like Keely Ringo out of Georgia would really jump off the page for me. Mm -hmm. Comes into the season projected as a top guy in the entire class. Uh, has a Fairly dominant season. It's not like anyone's throwing his way at no, Georgia. No. He's the only guy over 200 pounds, and he's over 205 wow. to run 438 or faster. Ooh. And he's so big. He could play safety. He could play in some like big nickel spots where it's like he's 438 and runs a 205. We're <laughs> yeah. just putting him close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Have fun dealing with it. Yeah. Opposite champ, opposite uh, PS2, the champ 2.0 ball skill, size, speed. He's not, he doesn't have the oiliest hips, but whatever. He's super physical, he's gonna <laughs> jam you. And okay, it might take him a fraction of a second longer to turn around, but he's got that 438 to make up yep. for it. So, yep. like, yep. and the length and size yep. to then yep. get back to you and contest that. He'd be a dream. I mean, I don't know. It's prospect fatigue, really. Right. Because this guy should be an automatic top 10 pick. He just Man. checks off so many. The upside's super high. The floor's super high. So I'd be all in on that. I love that. And he's coming in as your 
third best player in the secondary. So he doesn't have to have all the pressure on him right away. Yeah, I mean, to me, George Payton would be... And even Sean Payton would, like, you know, he fits both their archetypes. And, you know, there's a lot of offensive tackles I like, but do you trade Jerry Judy to draft a guy who's a developmental backup and will be starting next year? I don't know. That doesn't make a ton of sense. If you were to draft an offensive tackle in the first round... Then you're probably trying to trade Bulls for a second round pick. Right. And how how interesting right. would that be if the Broncos traded Jerry Judy uh, and Garrett Bulls, and they drafted Bulls's replacement yep. in the first round with the Jerry pick, and they drafted Jerry's replacement in the second round with the Bulls pick? It honestly kind of worked out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. It'd be really interesting. Just don't feel like Sean Payton in this crucial year for Russell Wilson is trying to give him a rookie left tackle. I agree. Yeah, or take away potentially his most dangerous Absolutely. wide receiver. But I, I love that comment from the count because how Sean Payton w- decides to operate with this receiving core, I'm going to feel a lot better about Jerry Judy if he's given that stamp of approval and not traded. Right. And I'll feel a little worse about him if he is traded. That's very true. It's very true. If Sean's moving on from him, yep. uh, then it's yep. going to be like, okay, and another guy. Yep, that will feel... I think in the end we'll feel a little better about it. But if he keeps him, that's such a good point. Then he has Sean's stamp of approval. And, Dre, you've got my stamp of approval. Awesome pod. Love doing this with you. We're going to have to have you back on, whether it's just you and me, whether it's uh, you joining the rest of the guys as well, because this is going to be a tough draft to cover. And we're going to need all of your help. Thank you so much for all of the insight today. Everyone tuning in for an early pod. Thank you so much. Yes, Hit us with the yes. thumbs up on the way out. We really appreciate it. And see we'll be back house. tomorrow. Yes, see you at Ice House today. Head down there right now. The party's just getting underway. We're headed down there too. So we will see you tomorrow back at noon on the DNBR Broncos podcast. Take it back